How are you feeling after Vegas? Wasn't my favorite departure. Erica specifically, intentionally embarrassed me. Cue elevator doors. Oh, Sutton. Now's your chance. You can apologize. What is, what the hell? Okay, let me just say something. Hang on, I'm not done. Well, you, what are you, Dorit? Excuse me, I'm not done with my what I'm saying. Okay. You sometimes come in when you haven't even heard the whole story. I actually am very offended when you say that, okay? I saw my friend in distress, upset. I go over there and then you say, you insert yourself. By the way, f you. That's f***ing rude. You have a habit of losing your in ridiculous circumstances too. Name them. That what? Name them. Well, Name what you em. did was ridiculous. Name them. Uh, not having. Name uh, well, be quiet. So Name let em. me talk, Jesus. Name them. I. Name them. Don't know if you're okay, actually. Name them. Are you okay? Name them. Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo. I'm Ariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. <laughs> How you doing? We've, uh. we've been having some technical difficulties, people. So if it sounds different, I don't know what to tell you. Sozzle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do we want to start with Beverly Hills? Yeah. Okay. Episode four, Elevator. I like that. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I liked this episode. I was laughing and laughing and laughing. I thought it was great. It was, you know, unhinged. Mm -hmm. There was a lot going on. There was some downtime. There were some crazy outfits. There were some great outfits. I was it up was for great. this. I was into it. Uh, by one issue, too many fucking hats. Enough yeah. with the hats, enough with the kimosabi. I'm over it. Yeah, I have a lot to say about that fucking hat. But anyway, <laughs> so we're still in Vegas. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's the day after Magic Mike night. Oh, my God. Was that the last three episodes? Like, I feel like it's all where mm -hmm. we're living in Magic Mikeville. But I'm still happy about it. The ladies are all getting ready to go to lunch in pairs. Dorit FaceTimes her bubblish. I mean, bub, bubba, now we're at bubblish. It's sort of annoying, but... I kind of love it. I love it. Me too. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought it was just me going, I don't mind it. Like, at least we're not getting bored with the bubba. We've moved on to bubblish. I like mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. He tells Dorit about the dinner he had with Mo. They're both saying how they've had a really tough year in their marriage. I don't know about this. Okay, so Mo says he doesn't like to fight and that Kyle is always right because that means he doesn't have to fight. How do you feel about that? It's not a way to live. It's not, is it? And I can imagine if I was Kyle, I would be very frustrated because I know you don't agree with me. You're just uh -huh. avoiding the tough conversation. Yes. So I'm starting to kind of see where Kyle is coming from because next minute she's FaceTiming Mo and they're having the same convo and she does seem frustrated with him. Something's going on that we're not being privy to. Yeah, like she's frustrated with him and without the scene before with Dorit and PK, I would be like, Kyle, why are you being a bitch to him? He's being nice. And I imagine she gets that a lot because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to fucking deal with anything. That's mm -hmm. ridiculous. You can't. That's not a relationship. That's not a friendship. Yeah, totally. But also just because he's saying they don't fight on camera doesn't mean that that's true. That is also true, yes. 
Yeah. I mean, how can you avoid fighting with someone who's fighting with you? I've never been able to master that art. So Impossible. I find that impossible. I mean, you know, obviously I get easily activated. So, you know, <laughs> it's easy to win an argument with me. I get activated and go wherever you want me to go. <laughs> um, all right. So that's pretty much over and done with. Crystal and Erica go to lunch. Now, I'm going to say something because last week we got a little flashback of Erica in her Berlin outfit. Gorgeous, yes. loved, obsessed. And a couple of the confessional outfits I'm enjoying. But last season, all she wore was like tracky dacks, which I get, mm-hmm. you were depressed. So you were in trackies because you're eating pizza, no problem. But what the fuck was that pink outfit that she wore? Like, I get you're in Vegas, but was that not the tackiest thing you've ever seen? Yeah, it, I was more distracted by like the makeup later on. Like, is my, I know Mikey's in the building, but yeah. he's not doing the work, is he? I don't know. I don't think he's doing the work. Is that like when you go and, you know, get open heart surgery and if you don't have insurance, you get the junior doing the work, but the actual proper mm-hmm. doctor is standing there watching, telling him what to do? Like, is this what's happening? He's, he's like off tools now? Yeah, I think he's off tools. And I don't know if she's doing it herself, but I didn't notice the outfit so much as the makeup. I thought she looked like she had jaundice or something. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's only in Vegas because his boyfriend's in the show and he's in the Uh hotel room to be in a scene, but he's not physically doing anything. I don't think he's on the tools. Because, yeah, yeah, she can't afford glam. Yeah, maybe he's finally drawn a line and said, you do have to pay me, dog. You're not getting any more free glam. Yeah. So, yeah, Crystal and Erica go to lunch. Crystal gets a tuna tostada and Erica gets a chicken enchilada. That doesn't sound – neither of those sound delicious to me. No, neither. I don't know. Everyone tells me how amazing Mexican food is in the States and that in Australia what we get served is not Mexican at all. So I'm not a fan. To me it's like the same meal. It's just the corn chips different. Oh, boy. What? Don't say that. I don't know, mate. Mexican food's pretty good. I've never had real Mexican food. This is what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I've had mm-hmm. crappy Mexican food. One of my mates, she's that's what she says. She goes, we get shit Mexican food in Australia. What you've eaten is not Mexican food. So I maybe need to make her make some Mexican food. It's just very like it's the same dish. It just depends on where you put the corn chip. Uh, I'm cutting all that out because I'm going to offend people, aren't I? I don't think it's offensive, but people people love their food. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, you're talking to someone whose favourite food is soup. <laughs> they, of course, talk about Sutton. I'm getting the mm-hmm. impression that everyone agrees with you, Nathan, that everyone thinks she was shirty about not being invited on stage. Yeah. I think that's the immediate takeaway. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think an immediate reaction is that she wanted to be involved and she's just a sore loser that she didn't get invited up the magic mic. But I think also looking at it again, having a week off, I'm like, yeah, she probably was uncomfortable with the eating Erica out on stage bit. That is a lot yeah. for someone who is. I want to say she's prim and proper, but she's really not. She can be definitely out there and kooky, but mm-hmm. people have their line. And I'm also starting to see it from the other point of view in that I get Sutton's like trying to say she didn't make a big deal about it. It was them coming out. It's like, no, you made a big deal about it to producers as uh-huh. you were exiting the room when she was doing that. No, no. What, what the hell's that? Take my mic off or whatever. It's like, If you're going to do that in front of producers, they're going to want to make a scene about it. So I sympathise with Sutton 
because she, just like Meredith Marks says, she doesn't respond, she reacts. I mm-hmm. sympathise. I find it difficult not to be that way. I am that way. But also, I think Kyle could have just gone back in. Sutton was like, go back inside. And she's like, no, no, no. And Kyle made it bigger by refusing to leave. I think Kyle made it a big deal, but that's what Kyle does. Kyle's a fucking cunt. I'm sick of her. She's a producer. She makes good TV. This is why she's Andy's favourite. I don't know. I hate her. I don't enjoy, like, oh, no, I don't hate her. I was going to say I don't enjoy watching Kyle. Kyle can annoy me, but... I think she's the kind of character that you either love her or you hate her, but if she wasn't on the show, would we get great TV? Mm. Because she wouldn't leave Sutton alone. She knows it's good TV. I know. And the way they rile each other up at the end is so fucking funny. Oh, it's hilarious. It's the best part of the episode. But what do you think of this, Kyle? She seems to be sort of planting the whole, like, Sutton's a drunk thing. Like, now that... Kyle's sober. The way she sort of is talking about Sutton and in these scenes this episode, she's sort of implying vaguely that Sutton has a bit of a problem. And I think she sent that little rat Teddy Mellencamp on to watch what happens live to say Sutton's got vodka in her purse. Like that's the storyline she's pushing. It's very Lisa Rinna-esque. It is Lisa Rinna-esque. I don't know why if Lisa Rinna's getting fired slash quit, Kyle thinks she needs to step up and become a Lisa Rinna. Mm. Like no one wants another Lisa Rinna. No, no one does want another Lisa Rinna, or at least we want to break from that whole thing. I don't know. See, I didn't get the impression that that's what she was saying, or at least I didn't notice it. Keep an eye on it. All I noticed was basically people having the shits with Kyle because she's not drinking. And I've seen that happen in real life when someone chooses to be sober, even if they don't have a bad relationship with alcohol. And it does bother people. And I'm like, that's the worry that we live in such a drinking culture that it bothers people when someone doesn't drink. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's really rude when people are like, I want the old fun Kyle back. When are you going to start drinking again? It's like, that's just really a creepy thing to say, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. What did you, how did you feel about it? Am I taking it too seriously? I don't think Kyle was ever fun. So that changes my perspective. (laughs) Like, I don't want to see her go and do the splits. If I never see that again, I'll be happy camper. I'd be happy for her to be sober for the rest of her life and not on TV. I don't think she's any different. I think she's high horsey. You think she's high horsey? Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little. She's a gaslighter. Yes, certainly. And I don't know why she's treating Sutton like she's Kim. You know, like, didn't you guys just meet a few years ago? You're not sisters. Like, what is this complicated relationship they have? Like, why does she care so much? No, that is a really good point. I don't know. There's a couple of things I didn't quite understand and there'll be my notes and that will prompt me to remember. (laughs) Yeah, let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. So Crystal asks Erica if she misses her old life and this is where Erica takes the opportunity to start sharing about that her marriage was bad and they used to fight all the time. And I'm eye-rolling because obviously all she ever sold us before was how happy she was and how much she respected him, blah, blah, blah. And thank God they have that one clip that they can always flash back to where he's like, excuse me, Erica, I'm talking. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only example they have. Exactly. I get it in real life. One would not want to shit can their relationship and they want to, you know, protect their spouse. And then when they break up, it's all, I get it. That's normal. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just picking on Erica. I don't know. I I think she's doing a good job of bamboozling us this season and 
her narrative is making more sense if this is what she wants. Like if she wants a redemption to get people back on her side. Oh, she does. She's doing a better job of it. She's working for it. Yeah. I want to protect my peace thing. It's like I get that that you want to do that, but stop acting like it's all over. It's not all over. You're going to be in court for at least the next five fucking years, mate. Mm -hmm. So there are moments where I'm enjoying her. So I don't want to say like get her off my TV, but – Oh, I've been fucking loving it this season. Yeah, you have (laughs) been. I I was loving it. There are bits I'm enjoying, but whenever she talks about herself, I'm giving him more than just like a freaking side eye, that's all. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then we go to Sutton and Garcelle and they don't go to lunch, they go on a gondola ride. God, that cracked me up. Oh, my God. This was the most delightful of scenes, was it not? I was cracking the fuck up like I was watching Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me or something. It was so funny. How did this Luca guy not hear them having a serious combo? <laughs> with his opera TV. singing. Then I wondered, <laughs> this is obviously his job. Would he get in trouble if he didn't sing? Maybe. Or maybe he's sp- spruiking his talent in the hopes that a producer will see yeah. him. Maybe yeah. he's hoping for some Lion King money. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So... Anyway, I mean, he was great. He needs to read the room, but he's in it for himself. I totally buy that. And who doesn't love a bit of opera? You can't just sit mm-hmm. sit and shut up. <laughs> but, yeah, I love it. Oh, it was so good. It was such a delight. Mm-hmm. Kyle and Dorit have lunch. Dorit wants to talk about the Garcelle chat they had that morning, but then it turns into Kyle not drinking Dorit wants to talk about that. That's when we get the confessional from Sutton saying she thinks Kyle's having a midlife crisis because she's not drinking. Ding, ding, ding. Midlife crisis. (laughs) She's not drinking. She's working out a lot and all her tattoos. I'm like, well, if it is a midlife crisis, she doesn't seem to be going about it in an unhealthy way. Mate, she has a lesbian affair. This is a midlife crisis. Yeah, I don't disagree, but I don't know. I'm enjoying for her that she's picking herself. Mm. Kyle doesn't seem to be taking shit from anyone. And before when she wouldn't take shit, it was more in the vein of like playing the victim card. I'm not getting a sense that she's playing the victim card as much. She's sticking up for herself and she's saying what she thinks and she's apologising less for stuff that she's not sorry about. So that's why Mm. I feel like I'm enjoying Kyle a little bit more. I still get victim from her. Like the whole Kathy and Rinna thing, how is Kyle the victim in all of this? You know what I mean? Well, this is going to be my next question because they both share the fact that they've been going a lot in their marriage this year. We get it. But then Kyle says she expected Mo to be there for her more with what she was going through. And my question is, what was she going through? I think she's talking about not talking to one of her sisters and it's like, bitch, that's been the case for the past, like, 20 years. Yeah, I don't get it. But then I had a thought, didn't one of her very good friends recently die by suicide? And so maybe that's what she's referring to. It's unclear to me. Mm. I think that's what she said in the first episode, that the stuff happened with her sister and then one of her best friends died. I'm like, okay, that is a lot together. But I agree with you, Nathan. If it's just the Kathy stuff, well, you and Kathy have been talking on and off for your whole fucking life. Mm-hmm. I need more clarity, but maybe I should just pay more attention. Well, I was getting distracted by Dorit's 
eating habits in that at that table. Did you see she was waving the food around? She was no. shoveling it in her mouth. I was like, what is going on, Dorit? Have some decorum. I missed that. She, what, she have a tu- did she have a tuna melt or something? They were gonna share. She was just waving that bit of bread around with tuna slopping off it. They had a oh. salad and yeah, toast and sandwich. I don't know. I didn't appreciate it, Dorit. I don't like when they call it a melt. That just sounds (laughs) gross to me, a melt. What, I'm going to eat something that looks like someone's eaten it? No, it's a toasted sandwich. Yeah, tuna melts. I don't want to think about tuna melting. I know it's the cheese, (laughs) but if I had tuna, when I have tuna in my toasted sandwich, I don't put cheese in it. That's gross. Seafood and cheese? I don't think so. Yeah, I can't do that. Oh, now I want a toasted sandwich. (laughs) Dorit asks her if she's worried about the future. She's saying, look, I've been working on myself. I've been doing a lot of introspection and Mo just wants to work, which includes being social a lot, which I think what she wants to say is it includes being superficial a lot. Well, he's going through his own midlife crisis, clearly. He's working his ass off. He's opening up agencies all around the world. My guess is he's never home and when he is, he has functions for her to go to and she's like, we're not connecting. Mm -hmm. So why would I want to go anywhere with you with a lot of people around if we're not connecting? But I wonder if it's true that all those functions are work functions or it's just like, oh, it's sort of a work function, but it's mainly a social encounter. He wants to just go out and be drinking. Well, it's networking. Yeah. I guess I'm seeing it more from her perspective because obviously he's not a main character on my show, but it's very interesting that, again, I need more clarity on what this, what the initial trigger was. Yep. Next minute, that's all, all over and it's nighttime. Why aren't they filming in between the lunches and the dinners? You know, when they're sitting around having a yak, someone's napping, someone's like standing at the fridge going, what can I eat? I'm <laughs> hungry. These, I want to see these bits. Me too. Anyway, they get, they're going out to dinner and they're going to a country bar afterwards, which means they have to go to dinner in their little cowboy outfits, which is kind of funny. Hats. Kyle is wearing a $6,000 cowboy hat. What the actual fuck? That's uh, crazy. Does a cowboy hat need diamonds? Is that not counterintuitive? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like if Lisa Barlow's out of touch for having a 60K ring, like surely a 6K hat is more out of touch because at least a ring is meant to be expensive. Exactly. And I don't know if I was picking up on something, but Dorit said, oh, is that the one that Kimasabi sent you? And she goes, yeah, that's the one that they delivered. I'm like, is Dorit implying that they gave you this for free and you're trying to imply that you purchased it? Oh, or she got it shipped to them and we just didn't see the scene. Yeah, maybe. Do we need another fucking scene of her trying on hats? No. It's a $6,000 cowboy hat. Now, I understand that I'm a poor person, but really, do we need a $6,000 hat? Mm-mm. But then if Kathy Hilton was wearing it, I would giggle. It's just Kyle having a $6,000 hat that bothers me, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's what's bothering me about it. It's just diamonds on a hat. Like, can we not just feed the poor? Like, come on. I know. <laughs> At least Erica. But like. what do I want? I love the opulence. And and then I'm ragging her out for being opulent. So I'm just a fucking hypocrite, quite frankly. But it just, it. I don't know. We've all got a line. Sutton's got a line and now I have a line. This is my line. I mean, if it was a fucking $6,000, like, G-string with diamonds on it, I probably would think that was fabulous. So I'm just a judgy cunt. Whatever. <laughs> They're going to a place called Gillies, but they call it Tilly's and then Chili's. I don't know. That tickled me. I like that. I love it when they get the name of things wrong like that. Yeah. But at dinner, Garcelle asks Kyle how long this not drinking thing is going to go. And again, I didn't like that, but 
we've discussed. Garcelle has a game and I'm like, oh, here we go. What is, again, what is my problem? Uh, this game's not great. It doesn't feel organic. That's what it is. Thank you, my love. The question on one of the cards is, is monogamy normal? Erica goes on about how how not normal it is. Even in the animal kingdom, like the female lions are always looking for like the stud of the pack. And Dorit in confessional makes the funniest line saying, mm-hmm. Erica, you married the oldest lion in the pack. I thought that was so funny and on point. Yeah. That was great. Then Garcelle wants to ask the married ladies if they found out there was infidelity one time is one time enough? And then the camera's trying to get a rise out of Kyle. Well, did you see a reaction on her face? Like I sort of saw uncomfortableness. Yeah, she was uncomfortable. But could that uncomfortability be because of the constant rumours about Mo on the show? Because they show us a series of flashes mm-hmm. of, the, of just that. So she's not stupid. She's like, okay, here we go. They, they, want, <laughs> they want to know what I think of this. Yeah. And she says she doesn't know. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think Garcelle was fishing and was putting her actor hat on because she said that so well. She sure was. But we didn't get much out of Kyle on that. Garcelle reminds us that her ex-husband cheated on her for five years. So Mm. she sent an email out to all their friends about it. Good for her. Love that. And then they talk about, well, one of the questions is, when does money stop making you happier and have you reached it? Of course, Erica says no. We all know that. Then she starts talking about the fact that she's scared to open her bills. I mean, her legal bills must be insane. Yeah, she doesn't even really answer the question properly. She just uses it as a launch pad to talk about her own thing. But didn't we read that her lawyer is one of her and Tom's old friends who's on her side and he's not charging her? Oh, I think she's talking about the water bill. Remember the pool bill? For heating the pool or something. No, but I'm talking about her current bills and how astronomical her legal fees would be, right? But her lawyer's not charging her. But then I suppose her lawyer is going to be charging her the out-of-pocket expenses. So she's still going to have to pay for experts, witnesses, all that stuff. Like her lawyer's not. That guy, if he's paying those for her, he's definitely getting something, something. Mm -hmm. Because that would be millions. Yeah, but I I do think she's just more worried about the lighting bill because she's like shocked that she has to pay it. And it's like, welcome to the fucking real world. But okay, this is my question. If you were so worried about paying your lighting bill... Why do you have a personal trainer? Yeah. When when she goes back in LA, she's in a PT session. Well, the hormones can't do it all on their own. Well, it's come like it's like rich people don't know how to cut back. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with um Sonia. Sonia Morgan's like crying poor about the townhouse all the time, and yet she's got some lady coming to her house yeah. with the fucking crystals and shit, and like yeah. banging drums over her gut. Yeah, don't hire a sound bath, hire a plumber. Yeah, hire a plumber. Go shop at the Aldi. And stay home every night and... Do cameos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do your cameos. Exactly. Oh, honestly. And none of these people were rich before. They know how to be poor. Stop pretending. Is that a (laughs) thing? Once you become really rich, you forget how to be poor? Yeah, it's like lifestyle creep. Yeah. If anyone knows the real answer to that because they've experienced it, let me know. I find that fascinating. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Erica sob story, blah, blah, blah. A cake comes for Crystal and this is the bit where I laughed with Erica when she says, oh, no, it's not your birthday again. I thought that was funny. That was great. (laughs) They go to this bar, this country bar. I mean, it was – not much happens. Kyle and Sutton go on like a mechanical bull and it was kind of boring. Yeah. Which means they probably had a lovely time. God bless. Mm -hmm. 
So the next day it's time to go. This is fantastic. Loved this. Now, I thought the Magic Mike guys came to see them off and say goodbye, but Erica and most of the ladies think that it was just a coincidence that they happened to be in the lift as they were leaving. And Erica says to Sutton that it's her chance to apologise to her friend because she said the show was OTT and shitty. Yeah. (laughs) Did Sutton say it was OTT and shitty? We didn't hear her say that. No, but how fucking hilarious. I know. (laughs) Eric is back being a see you next Tuesday. But she says in confessional that basically God gave her a pass. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Divine intervention. My whole thing was like they had this big interaction and I'm like, let the elevator close and like let them leave. Someone on another floor is dinging the call button (laughs) waiting for that elevator to arrive and it was going like bing, bing, bing. I was like, leave. I just think it's weird. If you're in one of those suites, why can someone from another floor, like surely they'd have their own lift. I thought I don't know. I didn't know if they had checked out and they were heading to the car. I don't know. You know, checkout time, the elevators are always busy. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know why the Magic Mike people are checking out. I didn't know they'd stay there. I don't know. It does seem sus. It's all very strange to me, Sozzle. I loved it, though. I know. It was fantastic. I thought Sutton handled herself well with the guys. She does say, don't put words in my mouth, that was shitty, don't lie. And she does apologise to the guys. She does say, I'm so sorry, it was a great show. But she was very polite. Yeah, for an ambush, she handled it quite well. She did. And this is what's so quirky about Sutton. She can handle herself in that situation and hold herself and rein herself in to be polite. And yet Uh in other situations, she loses... Name them. She loses her shit. <laughs> Name them. So, okay, she, of course, tells Erica that that was mean and she's trying to say, like, I wasn't the one that made it a big deal. It was the fact that these guys came out and stayed with me that it was a big deal. And Erica's not buying it. She's like, you were heated, though. Everyone's trying to keep the combo copacetic and not a screaming match. And I think they did a pretty good job of that. Except for Dorit. Except for Dorit. Carl says, we didn't leave you because you were unhinged and over the top. And even Garcelle agrees. Mm-hmm. And I agree, too. But <laughs> yes, now it's like, all right. It's happened. Get over it. Sutton says she feels cornered by the ladies. I don't think that's true. I think that no one agrees with Sutton Mm -hmm. and they're telling her that they don't agree with her. And that is confronting, but it doesn't mean you're being cornered. Yeah, but I can see how, like, Dorit, like, trying to mediate, but being like, all right, so you're over it. Like, is that how you feel? Like, just shut up. That was nuts. You want someone to recognise the fact that, six people think they're wrong, they're going to feel some type of way. Like, give a girl a minute. Give her a minute. And she's expecting Sutton to hear her, to apologise and then be okay about it. It's like, you're not going to get both, Dorit. Like, of course Sutton was going to be upset. And everyone kind of was just, like, agreeing that Dorit was, like, going on about it. But that's what Dorit does. So, and again, I'm not one to judge. Sutton tells her to zip it and, yeah, that's when Dorit's like, are you good? (laughs) Okay, I love that. So, okay, they're back in LA. This is Uh where we see Erica having a PT session the day after she cried poor. Erica (laughs) and Garcelle have lunch. They talk about Dorit a little bit. Uh, What a comedic duo. I loved this lunch. Like, they're funny together. 
What was so funny about it? I don't know. Just they like they just had a little bit of banter at the start, and I was like, "Oh, I enjoy this." Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. So yeah, they talk about the fact that Dorit talks too much and doesn't listen, and Garcelle does say to Erica that she's got a little bone to pick with her. What did she say? A Vegas bone? I thought that was cute. Yeah. About obviously about the fact that Erica. I don't want to say ambush Sutton at the lift. She didn't ambush her, but she just kind of threw her under the bus a little bit. And Erica agrees with you, Nathan. She's like, but Sutton had a stack of singles. Uh Uh-huh. So they both think that this is all about Sutton not going on stage. I do not think that, but the fact that everyone else in the world thinks it, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Again, I just think it's (laughs) – I think that Sutton didn't know what to expect. I don't know. What are you thinking? You're, you're agreeing with the ladies, which is fair. Everyone else seems to. Yeah, Sutton's, Sutton was fucking crazy. <laughs> she was, yeah, well, I mean, I don't like calling ladies crazy, but we're getting to it. So the Sutton and Kyle get together. Okay. Uh. Sutton, I think, has had this conversation to a mirror on her own to Arvi. Sutton has riled herself up. And she's ready for a showdown. And in her head, she thinks it's going one way. And when it doesn't, she's like forcing it that way. Or she's crazy. Either one. (laughs) Bit of both. But I have to say, as soon as someone does a fucking reenactment or an interpretive dance or a panto, I'm obsessed with them. I love it. So as much as we want to call something crazy, I think she might be genius. Oh, yeah. I loved this scene. And I thought, I'm, I'm on Team Sutton's side. I <laughs> Me too. I just think Kyle is just so shit at her job. I don't think Kyle's shit at her job. I think she's great at her job. We would not have got this scene out of anyone else. Anyone else would have just recognised that Sutton needed to have a moment. They wouldn't have screamed back at her. This is fantastic. <laughs> Kyle got so riled up. It was funny. I mean, when she turns around and says, like, you're a shit friend or fuck you for not telling me not to insert myself, I'm like, what are you talking about, Kyle? I was confused. I was just loving every minute of it. But do you see what Kyle does? She'll say something mm. like, oh, you have a tendency to lose your sit in crazy situations just out of nowhere. And it's like, okay. She said Crystal had ugly leather pants and she used a self-soothing face roller at a lake. Obsessed. Both hilarious. I laughed so much in the flashbacks. But is that losing your shit? Is that the same as, like, running out of a restaurant in Amsterdam or fighting with your sister in a limo? Yeah. Like, who? where does Kyle get off? She just expected to just say that Mm. and get away with saying that. But Sutton was like, name them. Name (laughs) them. Name them. Name (laughs) them. Name them. Name (laughs) them. And she did eventually name him, but it took her a while to come up with it. Well, Sutton wouldn't let her speak. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She did struggle. She had nothing. Yeah, I suppose. But also, I don't think Cole pre-planned with like a freaking whiteboard (laughs) like Sutton did before that conversation. (laughs) Like, seriously, you know Sutton planned that conversation. You think she made RV role players, Kyle? Yes, 100%. (laughs) Avi might have done a better job as Kyle than Kyle. When she said, I had a revelation when I got back from Vegas, Kyle is not my friend. Like, she worked herself up. But it's kind of true. Kyle never has her back. 
Kyle never has anyone's back mm. except for fucking Lisa Rinna's. And look how that turned out. Yeah. And I, oh, so funny. I just, I look, I understand that her relationship with her sisters is her real life and it's a big deal. But every time she mentions her family, i.e. her sisters on the show, I kind of cringe because I'm like, do you not get that Kathy does not want you to talk about your family on the TV? Mm-hmm. That is the only way you guys are going to be mates. It's like, stop doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I cringe for her. Okay, so, yes, Kyle has to say, let me talk, Jesus. But, yeah, Sutton just won't stop giving us name them. Name them. <laughs> it was reminding me of when Sutton and Diana were like, so you say, that I know. So you say, that I know. <laughs> this is the thing. We can't have Sutton stop being unhinged because it makes for epic television. Yes. We yes. got face rollers because of Sutton. <laughs> I have eyed off that nurse Jamie for years. It is now in my freezer thanks to Sutton's track. Same. She should get free face rollers from now to the end of time. Yeah. And then Kyle turns around and asks her if she's okay, like for real. This is where I think she was implying that she's drunk. Oh. Yes, but. In Kyle's defence, after Kyle says, I think you're being really, really rude, Sutton's like, I don't understand the word rude. I know what she means. She doesn't understand how Kyle is calling her rude, but mm-hmm. it comes across as if she doesn't understand what the word rude means. <laughs> I know, but Kyle, that's so lame to be like, oh, you want me to get a dictionary? Like, okay, go back to the schoolyard with that read. Yeah, exactly. And anyway, f- that this is when Kyle finally gets a word in, brings up the ugly leather pants, the face roller, <laughs> all iconic things. And she says, you know, and Magic Mike, where you didn't seem okay and you don't seem okay now. She doesn't seem okay but it's only because in Sutton's mind, the conversation they're having in Sutton's mind isn't the physical conversation they're having. For example, when she says, I don't understand the word rude, she means I don't understand how I'm being rude. Mm-hmm. That's the episode to be continued. I can't wait. It's fucking fantastic TV so far. It's And it's all started from Magic Mike, which is just so stupid. So you say. <laughs> Name them. Name them. Oh, my God. Name them. Name them. Name them. She's going to be the meme of the season again. Thank dying. God for Sutton because Kathy's not here to give us who is hunky-dory. So, uh-huh. oh, I get chills of happiness thinking about who is hunky-dory. So good. So good. And contrary-wise, we have Salt Lake City, which I thought was a bit of a meh episode this week. Uh Yes. I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think it was great. You know, you have you have your rises and your falls. Like you have your group scenes and then you have your solo scenes. Exactly. Last week it was intense in a delicious way. Mm-hmm. And this week it was just very steady. Yeah, I was still laughing though. Yeah? I, I do find it a funny franchise. Like Lisa struggling to open that gate. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and Lisa not knowing the word optics. Oh, yeah. Oh, she did eventually, I think. But... Oh, and another person inhaling their food while they were trying to film a scene. That charcuterie board, she murdered it. Yeah, she was starving. <laughs> Wasn't she? She was just not taking a breath. She was a hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's called Mormons Get a Bad Rap. What was distressing me was the very first clip in this episode. So I don't care if you disagree with me. But I fucking hate it when people dye their dog's hair. I hate it. Oh, yeah. Their dogs, 
They're not people. And yes, my dog drinks out of my water glass and sleeps on my pillow. Whatever. I'm a fucking hypocrite. That's fine. What? Like dyeing your dog's hair? Like, no. I just, Mm -hmm. no. Like, I get it. You want to put a jumper on your dog. Sometimes people put dresses on their dogs. Do I think it's stupid? Yes. Do I think it's adorable? (laughs) Yes. But dyeing their hair? Like, fuck off. No. Are you talking about Angie? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was. What are you doing? Leave your dog alone. Well, it's just like if if you don't have proper fashion sense, don't force your fashion sense onto the dog. I just think a dog dogs don't like having their paws held at the best of times. You're gonna put dye on it, and then the dog can't lick it. Like, fuck off. No, I hate it. Okay, Mm -hmm. I I hate it. It Actually, makes me mad. It makes me Sutton mad. But really, this the first scene is Lisa at Whitney's. Mm -hmm. They're talking about. Whitney reprimanding Lisa about her behaviour at her PRISM event. First of all, how many times are we going to say PRISM? Yeah, we get it. You've you've got jewellery merch. That's fine. And Lisa's trying yeah. to say that she didn't start it. But did you notice Whitney started the conversation with what the fuck happened? No, I didn't And then notice. five seconds later she's like, please don't swear in my house. I don't know if it was don't swear. It was don't be loudly swearing in my house because then the kids will come out of their room thinking that we're fighting when we're not. And that's fair enough. But victim Whitney with the victim complex just went on and on and on about it. And Lisa was like, yeah, I got it. Like with the name them, bitch. I was like, all right, shut up. It was kind of like a name them, wasn't it? It was a name them. It was a name them. And I also think it's funny that she's like, we don't talk like this in my house. We're you don't talk like that in your house. Why would your kid think there was anything bad happening? Yep. Bullshit, you and your husband don't fight. Fuck off. I don't believe mm-hmm. you. And I don't believe you where you don't swear. Like you just swore. You drop birthday cakes and, and are drunk in your house with your tartars out and you want to try to act like you don't swear in your home. Fuck off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And and fuck off that those that outfit was pyjamas. I have that outfit in a different colour. They're not actually pyjamas. No, of course not. But it's definitely cheap, which is why she called it pyjamas, because she didn't want the world to think she spent 60 bucks on an outfit. It's fine that you wear something cheap. It's fine. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, yeah. This is when Lisa says the ocular doesn't match the words about Angie. <laughs> I can't be mad at this woman for too long. <laughs> and she made me laugh so much when she said, maybe I should be mad at her for having a cash bar and no food. Oh, oh, 100%. That just took me back to fucking Candace's cash bar engagement or whatever that fucking was. What, was it an engagement? A birthday? I don't remember. Yeah, it was like an anniversary of an engagement or some bullshit. Oh, that's right. It was her first anniversary. Why are you inviting people to an anniversary party? Isn't the anniversary between the two of you? Why do other people want to celebrate that? No one cares. No one gives a fuck. Um, Especially if there's a cash bar. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. It's not an event when you have a cash bar. It's called a get-together. If you have an event, you provide the things. If you don't provide the things, you're just getting together, bitch. Mm -hmm. I want you to spend money on my jewellery and I'm not even giving you a glass of cheap champagne. Ugh. A cash bar. Oh, I'm, I, can't, I, I need to do 10 more minutes on that. Anyway. <laughs> and no food? No food. I know. Oh. Imagine Sai if she was there. She'd, she'd leave. I'd leave. <laughs> I, I'm so, we, we have an event and I have to pay for my own beverage. I'm leaving. Uh-huh. So where are we up to? Oh, that's when Whitney says that 
in, I think I don't know if it's in confessional when she says that Lisa can only see her own perspective and if you disagree with her, she thinks you're against her and attacking her. I'm like, bitch, isn't that every housewife? That's everyone. <laughs> That's every housewife ever. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. And this is when Whitney's like, please don't swear or raise your voice in my house. And Lisa's like, understood. 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 Name them. Name them. Name them. How like crazy is that, that it's in both episodes? The next scene, we've got Heather at Mary's. This is the first time she's been to Mary's oh. house. And she has to sit down on those clown chairs that she says is Dr. Seuss from Whoville. Mary thinks she has the best taste ever. And then we see her house. It made me sick. I'm just, I'm like, not even queer people have those fucking <laughs> chairs. Like, come on. <laughs> it hurts the eye. Oh, it's an assault to the senses for sure. Like the ocular doesn't match the words. Nuh-uh. And then this is where Mary, who's supposed to be a, you know, upstanding Christian woman, says that Heather wants both a church community and what she calls the dark side. (laughs) It's kind of true, though. The dark side? (laughs) So if you don't embrace a church community, you are obviously embracing a dark side. No, I, not that bit's true. It's just the Heather wanting to have both sides. Of course she wants to have bo- both. Why can't she have both? What, you can't have a spiritual side and have a beverage? <laughs> like, this is the problem with organised religion. If you don't do everything that they do, you're condemned to hell. Mm-hmm. What? And Mary's a cult leader. I just, yep. it's just, it's. My, my brain is going to explode. Anyway, Mary wants to talk about what Heather wrote about her in her book. And yeah. she said she's trying to make it seem like Heather completely slandered her and was horrible about her in the book. But this is what she says. Mary was equal parts elusive and forthcoming, engaging and disinterested. I agreed with anything and everything she said. And when she corrected my grammar my pronunciation, my diet, and my physical appearance, I hung my head in shame and thanked her sincerely. Mm. How is that bad? No, she really clocked her. She did. That's exactly Mary. Yeah. But how is that bad? I don't know. She's basically saying, even when Mary judged the shit out of me over and over and over again, I thanked her for it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Mary. And that's what Mary demands. Because <laughs> next minute, Mary sticks to her guns and says that Heather looks inbred. Fuck, I laughed. Like, you literally just did what was in Heather's book. (laughs) She clocked you. I was waiting for Heather to apologise, which she kind of (laughs) did. Heather was just happy to be there and seeing the decor. Exactly. And then Mary (laughs) said, if that bothered you, I apologise. Yeah. How could that not bother her? (laughs) This Mary... Is 10 cents short of a dollar. And that's what I would have written in my book. Mary is a cray cray 10 cents short of a dollar. And it's only because she has a lot of money that no one wants to commit her to the psych ward. Right. And there's a chance she's inbred. There I said. I don't know how this Mary's still on the TV. Fascinating to watch, but oh, yeah. I don't think that anyone is being responsible keeping her on TV. I think well, it's going to be a Jen Shah all over again. Oh, see, so I feel the same about Monica. Yeah, but I don't think that the feds are watching Monica. I think that the feds are watching Mary. 
Yeah. Okay. The fans love this fucking show. It does their work for them. <laughs> Makes their job so much easier. Do you think they watch it on work hours? Yes. I think they get paid to watch Housewives. Yes, I do. God, let's get them on the pod. Fucking nice. <laughs> okay. So we get a scene with Monica. I'm just... I'm going to say some dot points and I'm going to try to keep my opinion to myself because I always ask you what you think, but then I tell you what I think first. So rude. So Monica is at home with her kids. Her mum rocks up unexpectedly Mm. and she wants to give her back the car, which she calls a gift. She says, I come bearing gifts. What are your thoughts, feelings, opinions, Nathan? On face value, I'm like, oh, her mum's a fucking psycho. Yeah. Thinking about it for more than two seconds, it's fake. It's all fake. It's all for the show. Do you think this scene was contrived or do you yep. think their relationship and their toxic relationship is contrived? Must be a bit of both. Like, oh, let's just set up in the family room in front of this big wide window so we can see the car pull up. Mm. And then my next thought was Monica being like, lock the doors. We don't want the kids to see or hear this. Like, mm. oh, no, grandma's here. Like, battle stations, I was like, well, that's obviously not very productive. Yeah. Like, for making good memories for your family, like she's mentioned a few times. Mm. And then, I mean, her mum is crazy. And then when she was like, I'm not driving you home, and she's making her mum walk off, and her mum walks off being like, well, I guess I'm walking home while still mic'd. I was like, this is fake as fuck. Yeah, me too. I thought so. This whole her mum rocks up unexpectedly, I'm like, either the mum knew they were filming, and I went, no, hang on a sec. She's in her fake designer wear head to toe. Mm-hmm. She's mic'd up. She knew her mum was coming over. Of course. I don't know what to make of this. I do think, as I said last week, Monica and her mum are using each other. And it's sad to me. They're both broken mm-hmm. and they're using each other because there's no one else. No one else wants to help either of them. No one else wants to love either of them. It's really sad. It's enough. It, it kind of is enough. Like I said, I think it's really sad. I just, I don't think they know what they're doing. And I think it would be better for both of them if they did not interact, period. Like if yes. Monica's life was hunky-dory and when it was hunky-dory, she cut her mum out. Yeah. Announcing how terrible it is that the mum's arriving to the kids. Like clearly the kids are not going to be living in a great situation if they're like yeah. anxious at the arrival of a grandparent, like, just cut that grandparent out. Yeah, exactly. Like, Monica has learned how to fight from her family, from her toxic mum. It's going to be very difficult for her to break out of that. And mm-hmm. having her mum in her life and being on a housewife show, it's not healthy for her. Mm-mm. So, I mean, we really, we went through it all. Is there anything else you well, want to talk well, about? Well, you don't want to talk about Meredith and Seth doing a podcast and they didn't press record? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I skipped that, didn't I? That was fucking boring. That was a boring scene. (laughs) If it weren't for the button of them not actually recording, like, there'd be nothing. Exactly. But they are going to probably just get the audio from production. Yeah, I know. He's like, oh, no, all my wise words are completely lost. And I'm like, bitch, we just heard it. Yeah, it was on the camera, like, calm your farm. And I mean, Meredith having a podcast, no problem. I'd I'd probably listen to it, but I don't want to hear Seth. No, me neither. And I don't want to hear them talk about marriage. Yeah. Like, really, you two? I don't think so, buddy. I know. It's like having Jen Shaw talk about ethics. Like, no. Exactly. Marriage? 
Uh, get, Who needs a podcast about that? That was the thing. Maybe I'm not the person to ask what I think about that because I would never in a million years listen to that. It's like Monique Samuel's one. Was it just about like being a good mum? I was like, I'm never listening not to that Not for shit. lazy mums. Oh. So, well, guess what? I am a lazy mum. So shove that in your pipe and smoke it. That's right. Next we go to Heather's book signing event, which was kind of like the whole point of the episode, but it was kind of a bit meh. Yeah, it was a bit meh. It was fine. I mean, look, I shouldn't say that because, of course, we got to hear Lisa start singing Away in a Manger. So funny. And the way that, like, Heather asked Lisa, and Lisa takes that as, like, a big honour, like, oh, Heather's finally respecting me. And I'm like, I think Heather's making fun of you. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) And I get what they were trying to do. Like, they wanted her to, like, stop halfway through and, and, like, go, oh, no, like, this is boring. And then it just – they needed to rehearse that a little bit more because it looked like – because people were laughing. It looked like she stopped because people were laughing, mm-hmm. which was so rude. Like, don't get me wrong. Was I laughing? Yes. But could she hear me? No. I don't know. If mm. I was in the room, I would not be laughing at someone. <laughs> okay, yes, it was funny. <laughs> I'd be laughing my fucking head I off. know. It was just, I felt bad for her. Like when Monica was laughing and going, no, no. It's like, okay, Monica, like shut the fuck up. That's fucking rude. Yes. Anyway, Heather's choir comes in. They give her a beat while Lisa raps. Do you want me to tell you what the rap said? Do you want me to relive that for you? Or do you uh, to yeah, just... yeah. No, no, you've no, got no, it. no, Let no, us hear no. It. We can move on. No, let me know. I'm not rapping. We we all heard the rap. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Do you want to rap it? I wrote them down. You can have a look. Name them. Nah. <laughs> Name them. <laughs> um, anyway, after the formalities which is just Heather reading an excerpt from her book. We didn't get much of it. They only gave us like a couple of seconds of it. Heather and Lisa have a bit of a cute moment where they decide to accept where the other one is coming from with their Mormonism and the mission for Jack. I don't know. They kiss and make up. We'll see how long that lasts. Where else can it go? I know, right? Was that it? Yeah, where else can it go? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They could have a big fight about it. I don't know. Angie, she's with Meredith and who else was she with? Who was she standing with? It was Angie, Meredith and Monica maybe? Yeah. And Angie says to Meredith, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but I know you were making threats about my Name family. Them. Name them. Um, oh, yeah. And Meredith gives her a passive-aggressive housewife's apology and leaves. Heather tells her kids she's doing another book. See, this is what I mean. The book signing event wasn't that much. The best part yeah. was Lisa. Yeah. Sorry, Heather. The best part of your book signing event was Lisa. And next minute we're at Lisa's with Angie. Obviously we know that Lisa's pissed off with Angie for being a flip-flopper. Of course. Lisa finally loads the word optics because that's what she says. Um, the <laughs> optics don't match the the conversation or whatever. The ocular. Oh, God, that was so good. And it's true. I mean, the, <laughs> what did, how did she put it? The ocular. What did she say? The ocular doesn't match the words? Fuck, I love that. I've got to use that in a sentence. But, like, it, it sort of makes sense. Like, I get it. Oh, it's what she means the optics. She's right. That yeah. Angie's being two-faced when it comes to her issues with Monica. She is. Regardless of the fact that Lisa's trying to say that she didn't know that Angie and Monica got together and sorted their shit out. That's what she's saying. She's like, oh, well, you didn't tell me. I know you know, bitch. Mm-hmm. Either way, it does look wrong that she's saying she's your friend, she's not Monica's friend, and yet while you're standing up in front of a group of people singing slash rapping, she's <laughs> giggling with her. Yeah, that's fucked up. I'd be pissed off about that. They're trying to say that, 
yeah, Angie didn't tell her and Angie's saying, yes, you're right, I didn't tell you. I didn't want to tell you because of how you reacted when I told you I was painting birdhouses at Heather's. I mean, what a sentence. <laughs> what a sentence. When I was painting birdhouses at Heather's. Like, why can't I use that in a sentence? I know, I wish. Oh, good times. She basically capitulates and does the exact same thing that she did with Monica, which uh-huh. was, you know, me a copper, me a copper. I'm sorry, it's all my fault. And I'm like, Lisa, you're fine when she does that with you, but you're not fine when she does that with everyone else. Mm -hmm. So she's going to do it again and you're going to get pissed off again. Lisa tells Angie that, well, it's kind of your problem that you're scared to tell me shit. But then in confessional, she says Angie's weak, afraid and a liar, but somehow they resolve it. And that's basically because Angie just agrees with her. It's a weird scene. Angie's fumbling the bag. Like, Meredith handed her a storyline on a silver fucking platter and she's just playing it so wrong. I agree completely. This whole trying to be agreeable to everyone is going to backfire and they're all going to get have the shits with you and this is how they're all going to bond. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be on the show anymore because no one wants to film with you. Yeah, and because at the same time you're not giving us, like, fun confessionals, you're not giving us, like, any, like, funny quirky moments no not at all i agree completely i just she's just met on my tv i don't need her let's get the other angie back well let's give her a go or maybe someone completely new that would be nice maybe someone not named angie maybe someone not named angie that's right and next time they're all wearing bonnets and making butter is that what they're doing (laughs) with shaking the cream to make butter i think so i've done that before Oh? Yeah, well, I went to like one of those from scratch. Oh, it's not a metaphor. Okay. No, yeah. no, no. I went to a from scratch cooking thing for, for a day at a farm and that was one of the things we did. It was fun. Oh. Whitney and Justin go on Meredith and Seth's podcast. Ugh. Really, bitch. Are we pushing this podcast again? Like, I- I'm fine if it's Meredith's podcast. I'm just not fine that Seth's there. He's the most uninteresting person. Okay, maybe Angie is. Is Angie the new Teddy? Oh, yeah. We find out the ladies are going to Bermuda. I'm looking forward to that because we're not Mm. going to, like, just across country. I love that. Monica fights with Lisa again, except this time they do it in bonnets. I'm so up for that. I mean, that's great. That's going to be iconic. And even the ladies are calling Monica crazy. So I just want to know how they get to that point. That's fantastic. And Angie tries to break up the fight by smashing a glass on the ground. I'm like... Oh, like, that always works. You're making a caricature of your own culture. Oh, you think she's doing a Greek thing? Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, you're stereotyping yourself. What are you doing? Because she breaks it and says, Oppa. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can you be racist towards your own people? What are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. Again, I'm picking on her because I'm not a fan. And... As much as I think Lisa's straight hair is iconic, it bugs me on Angie because Angie won't stop touching her hair. Mm. Have you noticed that? She keeps playing with her hair. It's like, stop playing with your fucking hair. Mm-hmm. She just annoys me. I'm over her. And um, that's that, people. What's, Great. Um, what other shows do you want to have a quicksy chat about? I've got nothing. Yeah, I haven't finished the latest episode of Miami. I'm only halfway through it. Yeah, I don't think I've watched it yet. Oh, you haven't watched it? I just... I'm. Kind of sick of Lisa whinging about Lenny. <gasps> yeah, yeah, okay. I might be. Actually, no. She tries to whinge about Lenny. The ladies t- say enough talking about Lenny and she doesn't get to re- like get into detail of the story. 
Mm-hmm. You know when people just keep repeating the highlights? It's like, no, we want to get into the detail. Oh, Kyle on Below Deck is a monster. Yeah. He's a gaslighter, isn't he? He's absolutely toxic. He's picking fights with everyone and then blaming them for it. And then having a panic attack on the floor over nothing? Well, we have to take into consideration the hours they work, how physically gruelling it is on the body. They're exhausted. I don't know if he's working that hard. So I don't think that their re- their reactions aren't normal, but they're not in a normal situation. I've done that before. Maybe not to that extent because, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a professional. But but like if, if, if you're making Natalia look reasonable and level-headed, like something's wrong. Yeah. I thought Natalia needed to go home. I'm like, Kyle, maybe you need to go home. Maybe you're getting too old for this shit, love. Yeah. Maybe he shouldn't be at sea. Maybe he's a land creature. Maybe. I just feel sorry for the people that are good at interior. There's this expectation that it's a great job until you turn like 32 and then it's a lame, sad job. Mm -hmm. But then when you're on deck, you could do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, I suppose the really good ones are just not on this show. Yeah, The older, like, stalwarts, they're, they're not on this show. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah, these are people who, as you said, when you pointed out to me last week that Kyle just wants to be on TV, I'm like, yeah, he wants to be on TV. Mm-hmm. You're right. But he's fucking crazy. God, I laughed when the French guy was saying he's part of the LGBT because oh. he's the S or something. And, and Natalia said, would you Eiffel Tower someone? And he was like, yeah, because there, you're bi-curious, you're the B. But she just like tried to end that conversation. I thought that was he so He didn't funny. know what she meant, though. I know, but then I had to, I was talking to my mum about it and she was like, what's an Eiffel Tower? And I was like, oh, oh I don't really want to have this conversation. Mom, just, just Google it, mummy. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I mean, it's cute that she thought she was comfortable enough to have that conversation with you. Yeah, well, I don't know. She was, I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> she probably, did she not realise it was something? She was thinking about Paris. I don't know. What she, I don't know. <laughs> Your mum's the cutest, by the way. Is she loving Below Deck? I know she loves Below Deck. I think the general consensus is that it's got nothing on Down Under Season 2. Like, oh, we went yeah. from such a high point to this, like, chaos. It's true. But it is Below Deck Med, and Captain Sandy's a shit captain as far as you're concerned. She's basically fractured her wrist because she's a micromanager. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing having a chat and, like, moving equipment? Like, get in the bridge. She's a fucking idiot. Maybe she just misses the work because as a captain you're standing around a lot. I can understand wanting to jump in and do stuff. She needs to go to that school in Monaco that doesn't <laughs> exist and, and teach. teach people how to do it. Get out of the field. Because she loves a teachable moment. Oh, doesn't she ever? She'd make a great teacher. Or she'd, mm-hmm. she'd make a teacher. She'd make a teacher? <laughs> You're making me not like Captain Sandy. She never bothered me before. She's a monster. She's a monster. Hey, speaking of, did you see at BravoCon when Captain Lee was being asked questions and, or it was a post that he made or something? Maybe it wasn't BravoCon, maybe it was a post. When they said something about how he's not going to be, like Kerry's going to be the captain on the next Below Deck because of Captain Lee's, like, injuries, and he said, no, I wasn't asked back. Oh. How do you not ask him back? Are they, like, basically going, he really needs to retire, and he's like, I'll never retire? Like... Well, maybe they didn't ask him back because of the injuries and the health and stuff. And they assumed he was retiring. Maybe. Or they didn't want to put him in a position to say yes when he couldn't. Like, is that their duty of care? Like, it'd be the first time they've ever had a duty of care for someone, but, like, maybe that... (laughs) Maybe that was them just being like, no, we can't do it. Yeah, can't do it to him. 
And they said, we'll just say it's this. But then he was like, no, fuck that. I got fired. I don't know. But he just said, yeah, I wasn't asked back. Hmm, that's sad. Wouldn't you at least say to him, hey, are you up for another season? I don't know. I want someone to answer the question, but I don't ever expect Andy to give an honest answer with that. No. But someone needs to ask Andy that question. And it's not going to be me because I don't want to upset my Andy because I love him. <laughs> I'll ask it. <laughs> well, then you ask him at Andy and ask him because I want to know the answer. I think Andy has less involvement than we all think he does. But he says that. I don't think he has anything to do with it. Andy says that. He says, I don't produce that show. And no one listens to and him. And <laughs> I just host the reunions. Andy's the yeah. first person to tell you which shows he's a producer on and which he's not. I think even the shows that he does produce, I don't. I don't know. I think he's a figurehead. He's like the fucking queen was. He's a producer. He watches the shows and he gives notes. That's it. That's his job. He's not executive producing them. Mm -hmm. I'll always cut my Andy some slack. I love him. Are there any um, sizzles? Are there sizzles? Are there sizzles? Can you name them? Can you name them? Name them. Oh, Lisa Hochstein is launching an AI-based platform called Splitwell, a service to help estranged couples end their marriage amicably and without breaking the bank. Good for her. I mean, that's redonkulous. That's, that's never going to work. Oh, did you see that Adriana and Alexia had a fight at the airport after BravoCon? Oh, yeah. It was so good. So apparently Alexia was watching the show on the plane, so she was catching up on episodes. Afterwards, she accused Adriana of spreading lies about her and her family. I'm assuming <laughs> the things that she said, like when Todd was coming back from the party that he didn't want to be at in his own house... She said something to him about, oh, yeah, you're going to have to work on your marriage. And he said, like, exactly, you hit you hit the nail on the head or something. Okay. But we find out in this episode that you haven't seen yet that Todd didn't want to be at the house because of Adriana. Ooh. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when housewives fight on planes and at airports. It's my favourite. And they were at Miami Airport after, like, straight from BravoCon. With cameras up? I need cameras I up. I don't know. Well, there would have been paps there, so someone's picked it up. But Page Zip reported, because obviously that's where I got it from, <laughs> that someone told them that Adriana is blaming production for what she said about Alexia and Todd. Oh, of course. Of course she is. And, yeah, P.S. Tinsley finally got married. Good for Tinsley. Oh, yeah, good for her. Yay, we love you, Tins. So, yeah, they were the only sizzles I had. Cool. Should I check the page six just in case there's, like, breaking fucking news? Yeah. There's an article on Mo. Mo has a special message for the people constantly asking about his marital woes with Kyle. Oh, he was on another podcast. No, he just basically says that when I know what I'm doing with my marriage, I'll let you know till then everyone can fuck off. Fair enough. <sighs> Okay, well, yeah, all right. There's nothing new there, do you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Of course that's how he feels. Carl Richards and Morgan Wade share Javonchi's sweatshirt on back-to-back outings. Okay, what, they can't have the same jumper? <laughs> Ariana says she wouldn't be surprised if Vanderpump Rules fans turn on her when the new season airs. I wouldn't be surprised either. We turn on a dime. Exactly. Oh, did you see? She's still on the Dancing with the Stars. How long does this fucking show go for? I feel like it's been months. Yeah. So, okay. Obviously, I don't watch the show, but when I saw this article, I decided to go on the YouTube and see her performances. Are they good? She's okay. She's not bad. Great. But then it got me thinking, she's okay. I can't say she's flawless. Uh-huh. So then I watched a couple of other people that are on the show. And they, particular dancers anyway, I didn't watch like every fucking time they danced. I watched one performance and I'm like, that person danced like a real dancer. Oh. Why is Ariana getting like perfect score? 
Because apparently this week she got a perfect score or last week she got a perfect score or something. Don't they do like a judge's score and then an audience score and then they combine it? Uh, I I don't know. I don't watch the show. So I don't know. Maybe the audience score is weighted more heavily in her favour. I just think it might be a little riggedy. Yeah, I mean. A bit rigged, you know? Yeah, Yeah, fair that's enough. all. But, you know, good for her. I hope she does fucking win it. You know what I mean? Rig away. Uh-huh. I don't care. Yeah, there's nothing else. I think we're good. Oh, even though, who was it? I think Olivia from Southern Charm was trying to say that Crystal was rude at BravoCon and this was the same time that Crystal was trying to say that someone else was rude at BravoCon. I don't know. I just think that's funny. when There was this whole drama because she called that guy a cocksucker. Oh, Jeff Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is Jeff would have thought that was funny. Well, and the thing is, like, he's a cocksucker. <laughs> like, okay, so I love Jeff Lewis. I think he's hilarious. And yeah. he loves it when people are brutally honest about how they feel about him. So mm-hmm. on his radio show, they were like, what did she call me? And the other other hosts were like, she called you a cocksucker. He starts laughing. So yeah. he's like, he goes, I like her more now. Oh, exactly. He thinks she's the teddy of, of Beverly Hills now, and he calls yeah. her the teddy. And he's like, now I have respect for her and now I like yeah. her. Bit of gumption. Yeah. So he goes, he goes, if we got more of that crystal, maybe I'd like her on the show more. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Totally. I love Jeff Lewis. I wish that we got Sirius XM in Australia so I could listen to him every fucking day instead of having to steal it on the YouTube. Uh, the down under tax. It oh, really hits the down us, under it? tax. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's leave it there. Thanks, Mariana. Everybody, uh, you can leave ratings and reviews. Positive or negative, we don't give a shit anymore. And you can also go to <laughs> at effing bravo on Instagram and, you know, keep up the convo alive over there. We give a shit. Yeah, we do. We do. I know what you mean, though. You mean that, you know, if you want to, if you, if you happen to leave a negative review, it's not going to hurt our feelings. We'll probably find it funny. Yes, like Jeff Lewis. We're exactly like Jeff Lewis. So you yeah. say. If you've got problems with us, we say name them. Name them. Name them. <laughs> I mean, I've got problems with me, so why wouldn't you? <laughs> name them. <'em. laughs> All right. Thanks, All right. everyone. Bye. Thanks, Nathan. Bye.